0: How's it going, everyone? Joe Gagné here, welcoming you to edition number eight of Joe vs the World. It's ECW week here, and joining me today is a long, long, long time contributor to the dot com, Tanveer Rakib. If I said that right, Tan, um, how, you, how you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing okay. The uh, last name is Rakib.
0: Okay, um, I knew yeah. I was gonna uh, botch that up.
1: Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You know, my dad he pe he, he spelled the wrong way when he came when he immigrated to the country. And, like, ever since then, either me or my brother or my mom or my... Like, everybody seems to, like, have a weird pronunciation of it because of the Q-U in, in it. And it can get really irritating. But um, I'm planning on changing the name, changing the spelling of it in probably
0: about a few years. Oh, okay. okay. Well, that's good to know. Now, a <laughs> lot of people may not know this, but you came up with a name for Joe versus yeah. the World when uh, the Cubs fan and I were discussing the show, I was kicking around some names. He suggested I go to you, since you're very you're good at this sort of thing, and you came back with a list of about a dozen names, and uh, Joe vs. World was one of them. I was chatting with Albert Ching at the time. We both liked that one the best, and that's what we went with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I was kind of drunk at the time that you emailed me, I guess. So I, I had been drinking with my girlfriend, and I just stumbled over the computer, and I see this email from you, and I'm just rolling off these names. You know, I think... I think alcohol can really help your creativity, and um, I think this is one of those great instances where it actually came through great. I mean, I'm so proud that my drinking actually contributed to the world in a positive way,
0: yeah, not the normal negative way, yeah, i know <laughs>
1: i th- I think I passed out in my bed about a few more hours after after that email, so uh yeah
0: <laughs> all right we'll uh, we'll end this there uh. Since it's uh, ECW week, my first question for you is: Were you a fan of the old ECW?
1: I was a fan of the ECW until the time that Red Dog and Greg Price were being pushed. I think that was towards the end of the end of ECW, like about a couple weeks before um, the show was taken off syndication here in New York City. And I think that was—I mean, around the point when I realized that Red Dog and Greg Price were being pushed—that I mean, that was the point where that I realized that ECW was going to be was dead and gone and I just had to stop watching it altogether. You know.
0: Who was th- I don't remember these two. You don't remember Greg Price? You don't remember no. Red Dog was um um Rodney Mack. Oh, that's I r- I don't remember him in E C W though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rodney Mack was in E C W for like a week or two. Oh, oh okay.
0: I know.
1: I know. <laughs> My cats are knocking over like tin cans in the kitchen, I think. That's okay. I know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's about the time that I uh, just stopped watching it altogether. I mean, I had watched some of the, T- the, the uh, TNN show a little bit, mm-hmm. but after a while, I mean, after about a couple of episodes, I just got bored with it altogether. And, you know, it's a Friday night. I mean, do you really want to sit at home and watch uh, ECW television when you can just go outside and hang out with your friends, you know?
0: I mean that's That's a good point. Um. Yeah, I was a, I was a big fan of uh, ECW back in the day, back to like 1995 when I first got on the internet, and and uh, that was a big thing everyone was talking about ECW because wrestling in general was so awful back then. You had um you had like Diesel as world champ. You had King Mabel. You had Hulk Hogan against the Dungeon of Doom, and um, all sorts of nonsense. that ECW really was the breath of fresh air. I was never like the a huge ECW worshiper, but. I did follow television when it was on and I did get some pay-per-views, but I never did attend an ECW show. Did you ever have the privilege of uh, attending. attending a show?
1: Okay. Well, it's kind of a I mean, I, I had never gone to an ECW show unless you're counting one night stand. The first one night stand, I was actually present there, but oh. I, other than, I mean, I wouldn't consider that to be a real ECW show because
0: mm.
1: you know, I mean, I've heard stories about ECW shows and how the talent can be, and how Paulie has been on occasion, mm. and I wouldn't I wouldn't call what I went to to be a true ECW show. I mean, I have I have, I, I I actually know a friend. I actually know a couple of people who have been at ECW shows at either the Deluxe Lodge or the ECW Arena, and I don't I don't know if One Night Stand was truly a real ECW crowd. I mean, I'm not mm. sure if that counts or not. But it was still a great experience.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, what was what a one night stand like last year? Because I, I had that on pay per view, and that was a really great show. I thought.
1: I think the crowd was just really anticipating it, so that it did, so once the music came on at first, the whole crowd was just freaking out. It might have. It, 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 after I had left the show, I felt that it was. I, I felt even more happier than I was at the end of WrestleMania 20 seeing Ben Juan Guerrero mm. hug each other in the ring. I mean, leaving that show, it felt very – I was just – I can't even describe it. I was just so elated to actually be there.
0: But you uh, didn't attend this year's show. Was that just
1: uh... – Yeah, I kind of passed that off. I, I i mean, I felt kind of bad that I didn't get to see Terry Funk because i have never seen him before. Mm. I wanted to see Terry Funk, but I I never I never bought a ticket. I, I figured that the second one Night stand would probably not probably would not be as good as the first one.
0: And that does seem to be the uh the uh, general decision about the show. I, I've not seen it myself, but I believe you have um yeah, you the show?
1: I, I thought it was okay. But other than the Sabu Rey Mysterio match as well as the R V D Cena match, there's, there's Pretty much, you can pretty much skip the pay per view other than those two matches. I thought the tag match between Tajiri and, uh, what's the other guy's name? Tajiri and, uh, Super Crazy? Super Crazy. I, I ran a random Mexican wrestler. So okay. I, yeah. Uh, and, uh, the FBI. I thought that was a pretty good match until, like, a big, I mean, I liked the match and I thought Super Crazy was tremendous. Just all his spots were just right on. And and even after the match, I felt that it was okay, but then the big show came and spoiled it. And he, But he hit this really, like, cool backbreaker, this Copa Clutch into a backbreaker, which I had never seen him do. So, mm. I mean, you might want to check that out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, he, he, and he, like, tossed Tony Mamaluke like, right across the ring. He just threw him, and it was, it was pretty neat. But otherwise, you could skip that. The Taz Lawler match—if
0: you haven't seen—was pretty much squash.
1: How'd you think about that?
0: Um, uh, it, it was what it was, you know. It I was mean.
1: what. <laughs> I kind of just marked out for the music, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, think the I mean, I just kind of just started bobbing my head when I heard it, you know, just because I haven't heard it in so long. But you know, the match was pretty short and sweet. I guess that's how it should have been. I mean, ECW crowd, no one really wants to see. Lawler and Taz in there for ten minutes
0: or so. Taz was not really in his best fighting shape, uh, I'll say.
1: Yeah, he's huge.
0: He, yeah, he got he got pretty big. Jerry Lawler is almost sixty, I think. So. Is he
1: really? I thought he was like in his mid fifties.
0: I think, think he's like fifty-seven. Maybe I a 58.
1: little paunch going on down there. A you know, well, little, little paunchy gut, but I think he can like that can kind of slide.
0: Yeah, yeah I'll let that older. slide.
1: So, yeah, can, I mean it's Jerry it's Jerry Lawler. You know, what, do you expect, what do you expect from Jerry Lawler? <laughs> <laughs> not,
0: not a whole lot nowadays, I guess. At least in the ring. Right. But yeah, the uh, general consensus is it was it was an okay show. It was not anywhere near close to last year's show. Last year's show was kind of a special, supposed to be a goodbye. Mm-hmm. This year's show was kind of a, a weird hybrid WWE
1: yeah. ECW
0: crowd kind of event.
1: Yeah, instead of I got the feel that the w, that the uh, crowd of the arena was more forgiving of the WWE talent being there than they were last year. Like mm. I, I had I had the expectation that the crowd was just going to completely shit on Angle and Orton because they're both WWE talents, you know. Yeah. And even though even though Angle had moved supposedly moved to ECW, like like I thought the crowd was going to be a lot more different. But, I, I mean, it's just kind of just, I I don't know. I mean, I just felt kind of weird just with the reaction of the crowd, just feeling very shocked that, that the crowd actually took the Angle as they did.
0: Yeah, I guess they have a, a respect for Angle. I don't think the whole he's an ECW now thing. But they respect Angle, and they just, I guess, just don't like Randy Orton.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody likes Randy Orton, especially females. <laughs>
0: That's what happens when you crap in someone's gym bag.
1: Whose bag did he crap in? Um, was it Rochelle Lowen, or was
0: it one? Of I can't keep I can't keep track of uh, all these divas, but <laughs> I just assume that's what he did, or some other kind of, of bodily fluid, perhaps was. Uh...
1: Yeah, I can imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah, so there you go. But um, yeah, and that brings us to the brand new ECW. What'd you think when you heard they were bringing back ECW as a, a full time brand?
1: I just wanted to know how it was going to work. I mean, who are they going to bring back? I mean, are you going to bring back Balls Mahoney or Axel Rotten? I mean, who exactly were they going to bring back? I mean, I'd heard that they they signed Sabu, so immediately I I just felt really enthusiastic about that. Seeing Sabu back on television was, I mean, just thinking about that was great. I mean, I had seen his matches in TNA, his matches with, with Abyss, that uh, that barbed wire match was ridiculous. The one that he had, yeah. And uh, in the last six, seven months or so, I've been really enthusiastic about seeing Sabu back on television, and um, just feeling that he's kind of re- just been kind of a rebirth of his career.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny. After all these years, after everything he did to himself, he's finally getting that big run on a national stage.
1: Even now, so even it's... even now he's being put on the same stage as a Cena or an RVD, a Rey Mysterio. that like they're really pushing the hell out of Sabu to the point where I think that even if the new E C. W doesn't work, there'll be a stop to Sabu afterwards because he's gone I think he's done far beyond what the expectations of what W W F thought or W W E thought that he was going to go up to. Mm. So I think he's been pretty good so far, and I think that hopefully, even if ECW doesn't work out, which considering how the first show went, you know, you <laughs> kind of have to have your doubts about things.
0: Yeah, what did you think when you heard they were going to be on the Sci Fi channel? I didn't like it one bit. I thought it was going to be.
1: I thought when I heard more about how the Sci Fi deal was, I, I immediately started thinking about how the ECW TNN deal was like because TN didn't like their set, they wanted them to put more money into their look. With lighting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I just thought that this could be really bad. But considering that Vince McMahon is a whole lot more different than Paul Heyman, mm. and that there's a lot more money in WWE than there is in ECW, that they could influence Sci-Fi to just give them a little bit more leeway. So I'm hoping in the next few episodes that there will be a little bit more leeway.
0: Yeah, I heard reports they wanted uh, aliens, they wanted a vampire, and best of all, they wanted uh, a wrestler to travel to another dimension. Which I'm,
1: I'm digging that whole dimension thing. I think there's a spot for CM Punk in that traveling <laughs> dimensions role. I mean, he kind of has that look of some like a, of a war torn soldier who ends up finding himself in the fifth dimension.
0: My idea was that like Stevie Richards would just be wandering around backstage, and he'd fall into a wormhole, and he'd wake up in a world where like Hitler won World War Two, and uh, everyone's a Nazi, and he has to wrestle out of this world. And
1: uh, ooh, that's really interesting. And then yeah. he could like tr- he could travel to he could travel to different centuries, and he could meet all kinds of dictators. I'm sure he could. In in, in one dimension, he could probably be f- sitting and eating coffee, eating. Eating coffee? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of about eating cereal or drinking coffee with Pol Pot or, you know, some other dictator that I can't name right now. I'll probably have to go to Wikipedia and find some more dictators to name drop on this radio show.
0: Sure. Yeah. He could have vignettes every week and he could, he could meet a new dictator yeah. and... Um... My history is very bad as well, so I yeah.
1: I wasn't very good at history. Somehow I passed social studies, but I mean, I I I don't know how I got through it. (laughs) Yeah. So the the whole dimension thing is a pretty neat idea. I I think with the right guy, that could work, but it has to be it has to have a has to be a guy with a certain kind of look. I don't really see Aaron Idle Stevens. I think that's his name.
0: Yeah,
1: Idle Stevens. Yeah, I don't I don't see him in that role, but I, I could see a CM Punk. In that role, I could see a Gunnar Scott or, or what is it? Bags, Brent, Brent Albright, Gunnar Scott in that role. Yeah. And, yeah I mean, I, I I haven't heard of I, I've heard of a guy named Shad Gaspard. You know, if he yeah does, uh, the beast. The beast, yeah. They could they could push him in that role. I mean, I'm sure, sure the Great Khali after his run with the Undertaker ends could probably be in that role as well. I don't
0: know. I think. Uh, I think Great Khali is going to be around for quite a while.
1: Ah, come on. I think the Great Kali is going going places. He's going to go places. I don't know what he places is. they are. I mean, it could be it could be Korea. It could be Vietnam. It could be <laughs> Thailand. It could be all these different places where dictators are screwing around with people. I
0: guess so. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I, could see. See, I could see Great Kali in ECW. I mean, when you think of ECW, you're thinking about Great Kali.
0: That's true. He is one of the first uh, hundred or so names that pops into my head when I think of ECW. Hi. He's,
1: he, I mean, he was the first in mind. He, he was from the hundreds of yours. He was, he was the first. Um, when you think about ECW, for me, for the new ECW, the new ECW which is supposedly going to be better than the old ECW, <laughs> the first talent that you have to think about is the great Khali. I mean, this guy is seven, seven foot three or whatever and weighs somewhere around 400 pounds. And he's also a star of The Longest Yard. I mean, that's that that, that this guy's a superstar already, even before stepping into the wrestling ring. I, I, I can't see him doing anything but being the new face of Extreme Championship Wrestling. I, I don't see anything uh, that happening in the near future.
0: Well, maybe in a perfect world that would happen, but uh, in, a,
1: in in my perfect world,
0: in your perfect Great, world, Ka- sure. great Khali is
1: the new face of ECW. No.
0: Yeah, well, nonetheless, I was very excited the day of the the ECW show. I don't, I, I just I, I don't know. I just thought maybe this will be something really cool, and and what we got was uh was was not very cool at all.
1: No, uh, what, what like, are
0: your quick overall thoughts of uh, the first show?
1: I was sitting watching my television, my Insignia television that I bought from Best Buy for a couple hundred dollars. And me and my girlfriend watched as the zombie walked out, and proceeded to give one of the most eloquent promos that I've ever heard in my life. I'd like to just—do uh, you mind if I transcribed the promo for you?
0: No, be my guest. Go, 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 ad nauseum.
1: And I just looked at her, and we—and she looked at me. And our jaws simultaneously dropped at the. St- I mean, it, it was just shocking that one of this new faces, ECW, was the zombie. I can't even believe it. And I've wa- I've watched the match over on <laughs> YouTube, and I have to admit that both Taz and Joey Styles did a good job of saying that the zombie probably wasn't going to stick around. at... And they both, they both did a good job of portraying the zombie as a jobber and as someone that we shouldn't take seriously and that we shouldn't be expecting him on the next show, even before the fan man even came out. So I think they did a good job of that.
0: Yeah, the, um, the best thing about the zombie was that when he, he lurched to the ring and he took the microphone... From the uh, ring announcer, and even though he's a zombie and incapable of of forming words, he knew enough to hold the microphone in the proper position to cut his promo, and which, which I thought was tremendous.
1: It was a and, great, it was a great promo. I thought, I thought it. If you're seeing a wrestling zombie, you don't necessarily want to see him speaking like Triple H or Batista or even babyface champion of TNA Christian. You don't want to see that. You want to, you want to hear him say, gar 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 And he did a really good job of that. So kudos to the zombie.
0: Yeah, big thumbs up. Uh, the Sandman came out and killed him. And they really have a problem taping in front of a SmackDown crowd where the people just aren't there to see ECW and they don't know any of the old... Mm-hmm. People, and it was, just, it was just a horrible crowd all night.
1: The crowd was really out of it. There were so many Rey Mysterio t shirts in that ECW crowd, you, you just have to wonder what's, what's, what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just think the whole process seems to be a little rushed. Uh, they booked this tour. And they're booking in places that I don't think they ran a whole lot of shows in. I mean, they're booking in Texas, I believe, aren't they?
0: Um, in some parts of some of their some. house shows, I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think they're booking in Texas. I don't, I don't remember a single ECW show in Texas.
0: I think, if memory serves, they were going to run in Texas, but it never came about, and then the company went out of business. But they have never held a show in Texas, to my knowledge.
1: I think the closest they ever got was uh, Louisiana. I know they ran shows in Louisiana that did well and didn't do well. But at least they got jazz out of it. That's true. Yeah, that, they got death out of I think they went to Louisiana and that's how they found jazz. So <laughs> It's probably one good thing that came out of going to Louisiana. And, and Red Dog. And Red Dog. I, that's I can't true. For, I can't forget about the Mac. The Mac Militant.
0: I wonder what he's up to these days. I don't I know.
1: They should bring him back. He was a pretty good, angry black guy. I mean, a hell of a lot better than D.L. Bla- Brown. And D.L. Brown has so much experience being a black militant from his days in the nation. You would think that he'd be more militant. But instead, when Ronnie Mac came out and did his whole white boy challenge and was beating up these, these guys, that he would have stuck around. But they ended up letting him and his wife go. And now they bring him back, his wife, and he's still doing indies,
0: which kind of sucks. Uh, anyway, I don't yeah. I don't even see his name on the indie scene anymore, unless he's doing shows in like Alabama or something where you don't I, hear I think about. I, him, but... the
1: last I heard, he and Jazz were running their own indie fed, which really? has some like really ridiculous name. But they, I, I heard that they were running their own fed, which I, I don't know if they that's actually going down now. But I, I mean, I hope that Rodney Mac is doing something. I'm sure he's wrestling tonight. It is a
0: Saturday. I mean, it is Saturday, so he may be wrestling.
1: Yeah. He's a weekend warrior. He's probably getting ready to wrestle John Heidenreich in <laughs> Tuscaloosa or whatever. I don't know.
0: What about uh, John Price, the other guy you mentioned earlier? Oh, I Greg Price. Know. Oh, Greg Price. He, that was it.
1: Yeah, I believe that he wrestled in Louisiana. I think I think that's his name, Greg Price. He's like this really big sh- guy with a shaved head. He's also
0: white, by the way. But, I know there was a, a Rod Price there.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, Greg Price, Rod Price. Just, you know, I, I've just been screwing up names left and right. Joe Ganji.
0: <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. I, I butchered your name to start, so.
1: Yeah, so you know it. we're even,
0: I guess. So. I do remember Rod Price. I do remember him, and he was uh, very, very awful, and uh, did not belong in ECW.
1: Didn't so. Did he have like a spinebuster or something?
0: I don't. I just remember New Jack. I think squashed him a bunch of times.
1: That's good. I mean, I like that. I like it when black guys really beat the shit out of <laughs> white guys. And, and I mean, other than on cops, but when I'm watching on cops, it's acceptable. But sure. uh, yeah, but I, I'm a really huge fan of New Jack. I hope they bring him back. I hope they bring back New Jack, and I hope they bring back the Dudley Boys, and I hope I can really see see that murder occur where Nuja comes in with his with his X Acto knife and stabs the hell out of both of them like he said on a shooter interview. I'm really looking forward to seeing that and hopefully it'll be live.
0: Let's hope. I don't think the Dudleys will be in uh in ECW anytime soon.
1: yeah they've been crapping on WWE lately, haven't they?
0: Yeah, they've been given more promotion to E C W than uh <laughs> WWE has. They talk about they just keep talking about, oh, the this new ECW, and they're going to have a match tomorrow on Slammiversary. The bingo hall brawl or something like that. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Oh, with, the,
1: with Team 3D, right?
0: Yeah. Team 3D Team and 3D. I think the the James gang.
1: Yeah, Team 3D and the uh, the James gang. I don't understand why they call themselves so Team 3D if they don't want to us. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. to their gimmicks. why is I mean I don't understand why the Dudley Boys have to come out in their same camo and give these like lame promos on Impact and uh, I'm a really big fan of Devon's ro- new yeah. rated up look but I'm yeah. <laughs> not a huge fan of Bubba Ray not, mm. not anymore I was more into Bubba Ray when they first came into the company came into WW. I was into WS back then it was I think it was WS
0: uh, they were still at WWF back then.
1: Right, right, right. Right when right when they came in that company into WWF, I became a really big fan of Bubba Ray Dudley, especially when he would dance it to Cool at the end of matches because he, he can move, you know? He can. Bubba can move. He, he does like a, like a weird like hokey pokey kind of dance.
0: <laughs> it's really strange, but
1: it kind of worked for him for a while.
0: That's right and now now I mean it's, they've been doing the same thing for like 10 years now and it's like uh
1: it's really stale and I think they yeah. should do they should become they should do what the bushwhackers did you know that's what I think because what what was what was the name of the bushwhackers before they they became the bushwhackers
0: like uh, the, the sheep Sheepherders. Herders.
1: yes the sheep herders and they were like this really extreme tag team even bef- before ECW and yeah. then they became this really goofy comedy team. And it really worked for them. I don't see why they can't become the new Bushwhackers. I mean, I know that WWE is having this new Bushwhackers team called the the Highlanders, the Highlanders, um, yeah. the Highlanders come in. Is it based on the Highlander, the TV show?
0: I don't think so. I don't think they talk about uh, chopping other guys' heads off or saying they can be only one. I think it's just because they're from Scotland.
1: Ah, I have cousins in Scotland. I, I wonder if they're going to be... Really? At the yes, I do. They're, they're Bengali, but I guess they're Bengali-Scottish. Or I, oh. I, I, yeah, but I have cousins in Scotland. I I, watch, I I forget the name of the program. I'm sure somebody else will fill me in on all that later. But I don't see why the Dudley Boys or Team 3D or whatever the hell they're calling themselves. I don't see why they can't become a new... the the new Bushwalkers and just do comedy. They just want to, I think Bubba really wants to be taken seriously and he wants Team 3D to become the new Broodwaters and that's not really good. I just Mm. don't, I just don't see them being anything more, anything more than what they were in WWE. And so now when I, of have an appetite towards them and I kind of feel the same way whether he's, In that when I see them on TV, I just go, ah, it's Rites Rhino, ah, it's Team 3D,
0: whatever. And yeah.
1: I just don't bother watching Team 3 No, I don't
0: know.
1: I don't watch, don't watch but I because I had work. I had to get up, so I was like, ah, screw this. So I ended up missing, you know, to go home for, for TA for
0: their pay-per-view this weekend. Mm. Did you
1: see that thing? Oh, man, I, that, that montage for uh, Samoa Joe and uh, Scott Steiner?
0: No, I have Did not I? seen that yet. I know it's on YouTube, but I have not uh, watched it yet. Oh,
1: my God. There's a line that Samoa, just, Samoa Joe says in it. She says, I'm going to make you humble, kid. Ooh. And, yeah, and it, it just brought back these Iron Sheep memories for me and I'm just really looking forward to that match, but I don't yeah. think I'm going to watch that pay-per-view. Okay.
0: No, that's, that's one match I would be interested in. I really think that's all I'd be interested in, though.
1: I'm interested in that match, but I'm not interested in seeing Jeff Jarrett take away Christian's title. Not really. I mean, I don't even understand the logistics of a King of the Mountain match.
0: Um, as best as I can tell, it's a reverse ladder match where you have to pin someone... To get the ability to hang the ladder up, and if you are pinned, you have to sit in a penalty box uh, for sounds, several minutes.
1: It just sounds really ridiculous.
0: Yeah, this is really outthinking yourself. I think. And, um...
1: I just I like wrestling to be a little bit more simpler.
0: Yeah. I don't like I don't. I,
1: I, this is why I'm not a really huge fan of Vince Russo booking, and I'm really not a big fan of, Jarrett's booking, because I would watch these TNA pay per views the ones that will come on weekly. Yeah. And just at the end of the show thinking, why did I watch this? Why would anyone pay money to watch this programming? And it, it doesn't seem to, it seems that every time something good happens in TNA, there's something bad that happens. They they get all crazy over Christian coming in. They give him the belt only a couple of months after he's been in the promotion, and he ends up floundering because he's not a very good baby face, apparently. Yeah, for, I think so much more better as a cool heel, but, oh, well, what can you do? What Things happen. Do? Yeah, some some guys are good at their roles, and some guys are bad at their roles. I could never see Ricky Steamboat as a heel. But that's, no. Yeah, and I, I can't see Christian as a straight, straight-laced babyface. It's, it's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. I just really hope cool. they just get the – I mean, I'd rather than just get the belt back to Jared. <laughs> I am so apathetic towards their programming other than Samoa Joe and Scott Snyder.
0: I don't know if uh, Jared's the answer. I don't know what is the answer. I mean, Samoa Who's Joe. Who's the answer?
1: Ultimate, ultimately, the I great... think it's Samoa Joe. Yeah, or maybe, maybe. Maybe it'll be the Great Khali. <laughs> the Great Khali in TNA might be it might be the future. It might be the future for all of professional wrestling. I think okay. the, if the Great Khali leaves the WWE and goes to TNA, he'll get his rightful push. Instead of being guys like The Undertaker and Brian Kendrick and whoever the hell else is in the WWE, you can go with the teen beat monsters like Monty Brown and Shark Boy and Lex Lovett. I I think I think there's a place for the great Kali at the at the at the top of professional wrestling. Hmm. And I think that he deserves to win a heavyweight championship. If it's not going to be if it's not going to be with WWE, I think it should be with TNA. And I'd like to say that if I had a choice for... I, I, did you see the Cubs fans post about the best of the rest, the best of the guys that have never won the heavyweight championship? Sure. I would have to say the great Khali would have to be the guy right now, I and mean, he's proven himself. Don't you think?
0: Well, uh, it's it's working out a, a lot better than I thought it would, I'll say yeah. that.
1: And, uh... I I'm getting like these really good late 1980s vibes from watching The Great Colleague on television. Just seeing him and he's just huge and the way the camera just pans up towards him, it makes him look like a freaking monster. And even though he only has about two moves, he does his role pretty well. I have to tell you that I do practice his finishing move. That judo chop that he has or whatever, that chop to the head, yeah. I'm really I'm I'm learning that move, and I'm, I haven't really perfected it as well as Kali has, but I'm getting there. And when I do perfect it, I'm going somewhere.
0: Who do you practice this move on? Or do you just uh... my
1: girlfriend, my two cats, my couch?
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: I get. That. I'm, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Once, once I perfect that chop to the head, it's going to be an amazing run for me. I mean, I sh- I could probably get into professional wrestling with that one shot to the head. I could move up. Don't you think? Maybe,
0: maybe we'll see you in TNA at some point. Maybe
1: we'll see me in TNA. I'd like to see my i like to see myself in TNA. I'd like to see myself up there and maybe me and Kali can have a big run for most amazing brown professional wrestler in all of the world. It could be me, great Kali The Great Gama, who is like one of the greatest champions of India. And um, who's another? Sanjay Dutt. Why not? Sanjay Dutt probably bump all over. You could probably bump all over the ring for me. It would be great. I could just chop him once and he'd he'd flip over the top rope and do about two flips. Yeah. Yeah, I could see myself in that role. I'm I'm not delusional. I think I'm going to be something. Once I perfect that chop, watch out, world.
0: I hope so. What were we talking about? ECW at some point. I think we
1: were talking about ECW, and then it became about TNA, and then it became about Great Ali, and then it became about me becoming a professional wrestler and supposedly becoming TNA's world champion. And now we're talking about what, what the hell we were talking about before?
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, back to the ECW. <laughs> <laughs> We had uh, Kurt Angle killing Justin Credible, which was fine. Um, Some people have debated, like, they say Justin Credible was a former world champion and you shouldn't be killing him like this. My feeling is that if you're going to do anything with Justin Credible, if you have plans for him, then you shouldn't have him getting killed. But if you don't have any plans for him, then Kurt Angle can beat him uh, all week long for all I care.
1: I agree with you 100%. Justin Credible is a kind of average professional wrestler he kind of pissed me off to see him greet, see him beat. Uh, I think he beat Gran Hamada the first time I watched ECW television, or a second or third time. He beat, he beat Gran Hamada, and that annoyed me. Yeah. And he beat he beat he beat Great Sasuke.
0: I do remember this.
1: Yes, he did beat Great Sasuke, and he just beat a whole bunch of guys. He beat Jerry Lynn a million times. Yep. I think Jerry Lynn finally won at the end of their feud, and after after Dreamer had. Finally, won the ECW Championship from Taz, and he had won. He had won it for his grandfather who passed away, or one of his million grandfathers, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like uh, they, they, they'd always ring the bell for a, for a, for a dreamer relative who died. Uh, it, it just always seemed that way to me, or somebody's relative in particular. But in this case, it was Dreamer's relative, and he'd won it for his grandfather, and he was crying. And then now it comes Jeff Incredible, and he wins the belt. And That really pissed me off, because I really, I really wanted to see a Tommy Dreamer uh, run as champion, even though he was the guy who pretty much did all the booking, and he really wanted to be the selfless one who never won a title. And he, he claims that the only reason why he won a title is because he had to. But uh, I really don't care a whole lot for Tommy Dreamer. But anyway, about Justin Credible, I, I I think that if once you're a member of X-Factor... <laughs> there's no hope for you. You shouldn't have a competitive match uh, but the greatest wrestler alive or what? what is it? The greatest shoot wrestler alive according to USA Wrestling?
0: Yeah, USA Today I thought named him the greatest Yeah,
1: they, they said wrestler. he was the greatest shoot wrestler. So I think if you're the greatest shoot wrestler you can beat a member of X-Factor. And that also goes for X-Pac and Albert. Whatever he's Got being it. called now. Is he called... Is he called... Brutus now, or... I think it was Giant Bernard. Giant Bernard in the AJPW. Didn't yeah. he move to NJPW now?
0: He's in uh, New Japan now, I
1: Yes, I yes, yes. Yeah, but that goes for him as well.
0: Yeah, remember their music? The X-Factor theme?
1: Oh, yes! I, I downloaded it and everything, because I'm a huge fan of of Uncle Cracker. I'm a really (laughs) big fan of Uncle Cracker so I had to download it and I'd play it over and over and over again and it seemed that anybody who had heard the song once immediately hated it except for me. I ended up loving the song and playing it and I love that chorus too. Uh,
0: How'd the chorus go again?
1: Uh, And you ain't kind of something. It's like a and like, and you ain't gotta be like that, and you ain't gotta be like that. I I don't know. I'm sure somebody on the comments board will put up post the lyrics to that song. But I know that um, you don't have to hate X Factor. That that's for sure. I was a big fan of X Factor. I mean, X Pac having his own stable of guys. That's like the greatest. That's the greatest stable ever. I mean, that could probably rival Four Horsemen right there. Shoot.
0: Yeah, I don't know why that didn't pan out.
1: Exactly. I mean, when you when you think about a guy that should have his own stable and be pushed as a as a as a lead heel, you're thinking about X X Pac. Even though he had about three moves in the last during the last two years of his his run, I'd say that he's up there. He's he's up there as guys that deserved a bigger push than what he got.
0: Anyway, uh, moving right along, we show ended with a very crappy. Better. Oh, wait, we also had the stripper that... um.
1: Yes, the girl who couldn't unhook her bra. Yeah. That was amazing. Just sitting there and watching this, watching this woman try to play with the hooks in her bra and not being able to do it and then giving up and then lifting her bra up and still covering her nipples, by the way. Mm. That was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. And I'm surprised that even with the editing that they had, they had about an hour and a half to edit the show. They did not edit that part down or at least do something with the, do something to hide the fact that she was fucking her LeBron and completely botched it.
0: She was so wooden too in her little promo. Yes,
1: she just had this vacant smile on her face like she had always, she just reminds you of a a bunch of porno actresses that just end up doing this because their dreams of becoming a ballerina, ballerina didn't pan out. And it just seems as though that that was, I think her name is Barbie Blank in real life. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Barbie Blank. It just seemed as though uh, Barbie had these huge aspirations to become a ballerina or a pop star like Britney Spears. And she just ended up on national television watching, taking off her bra. And it just seemed as though, even though she was happy on the outside and on the inside, she was just like, Damn! If only I went into nursing school like my mom.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was aptly named Barbie Blank. But uh, yeah, just, she, she is, she's yeah, dead she's dead
1: inside. She's just dead inside. I don't I don't know if she's she's in the new face of BCW. I, 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 I don't see that happening. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't either.
0: Well,
1: her name's Kelly. You know. It's, yeah. it's one of it's in, we call it it's probably Kelly.
0: And uh, finally, we have the uh, crappy battle royal to end the show. Uh, Sabu won, Hi. which was which was neat, but, and you got to see Danny Doring in his, his little peach shorts, but um, besides yeah, that, not a lot going on.
1: The anaconda on television once again. It, yeah. it ranks up there with, with, uh, let's see, it ranks right up there with seeing Fabio Vega for the first time and seeing Vince go, hearing Vince go, oh, that's Fabio Vega and, it, it ranks right up there that. I remember seeing Danny doing for the first time and knowing this this man could be an ECW world champion. Him being trained at the House of Hardcore
0: That's true.
1: Gives him gives him an edge, I think. So um you know I'm, I'm rooting for the Anaconda. I'm rooting for the Anaconda. And I I I have seen him and the road wrestle Against the FBI, at, for at a uh, at a dark match for a raw taping. really? Yeah, I, I, and I think this is the one. This is the one dark match where afterwards, Michael Hayes finished them both out because they had roughly ECW style with like fifteen finishers. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, this the that's, the, that's the match where the the four guys ended up doing the ECW match, and then Michael Hayes pitched them out. That, that this is the match in particular. Oh. So um, you know, I, I know that they they signed Danny Doring and he didn't pan out in an OVW and now they're bringing him back. It's kind of odd. I, I don't know how many people how many people want to see Danny Doring on television. I think there are a hell of a lot more guys out there on the indie on the indie circuit that can do a hell of a lot better job than him.
0: Yeah. Well. First DC, I mean, obviously it's not where you start; it's where you finish. And I mean, they can maybe the next week's show will be a lot different. Uh, I know the show did a very good rating for some reason, but I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have to <laughs> see in six months where they're at. Um, I don't even. I was. I, I know ECW's coming to my neck of the woods uh, for a show. I'm now. I'm, are you I'm sure? Debating. Yeah. I'm <laughs> are are sure. you
1: sure it's coming to your, to well, your town? Because they've it, been uh, moving dates back and. Clo- completely cancelling dates left and right. Um, I was supposed to go to an ECW show in Tom's River. Me and about two other people are going to go, and then I check on uh, Wrestling Observer, and they say that uh, the show for Tom's River is cancelled, and they've been moving dates left and right, so if, if it is coming into your woods, you better make sure, because it might not be there much longer.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it's scheduled to be there. Uh, it's scheduled
1: um... to be there, but it might not.
0: It's no, not it certainly it may not, but... We shall see. Um, there was something else I wanted to ask you, and I, I'm looking for your email where you had you had said somewhere you said uh, something about Kamala being a better racial stereotype than the Godfather. Yes, yes. I want I want to know about this. Well, uh, we'll wrap up the show with this, so I okay. want to hear all about this.
1: Okay. My feeling on Kamala is that he represents everything that the NAACP would probably put out there and say, this is what African-Americans should be. Godfather, not so much. Uh, if I want to see Godfather or somebody that looks like Godfather, I can watch an HBO special at around 12.30 on a Friday night. I can pick up a DVD from a do live the place run by a very m- nice Korean man. But I don't, I don't like the Godfather character. I think this, his coat, this, his fur coat, I think the women that he brings with him to the ring don't necessarily represent what African Americans would be proud to show. But I think that Kamala, walking down to the ring with a fine man in kimchi and flip would... Be a very good representation. I think that his sphere, his face paint, the moon stars that are that are painted on on, on his magnificent torso are a great and it's just great. I, I I'm I'm just at a loss for words, especially okay. being on the radio for probably the second time. I've been on the radio once before that and I've been on cable television once, but I'm just, my mind has just gone into another dimension, the fifth dimension, perhaps.
0: Or perhaps a world where Hitler won World War II.
1: Yes, and where Steve Richards is drinking coffee with Pol Pot.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's a good place to say to wrap up, I think. Uh, definitely want to thank you for being on. We'll no definitely problem. have you on again uh, pretty soon. <laughs> Great! <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to uh, plug or or what? Yes, I have tons
1: of things to plug. Okay. Um, the first thing I wanted to plug is MTV.com for your music news, for your news about movies. Also, I want to plug dbtdigest.com, which is one of the greatest wrestling sites ever because of all the house show information that they have about WCW, all the Nitros, Thunders. There's even one recap from me back in about. Maybe nineteen ninety nine or I believe in like ninety nine there's a recap of me of for worldwide. And there's a whole bunch of stuff in cobs, so check that out. Also, let's see what's in my browser. Let me pull this down for a second. Um uh Yahoo because you can get emails and you can check your news and local weather. Oh, uh, and I have a friend He's a legendary Bengali, and he has a blog where he posts obituaries from some guy named Dave. I see. Can I, can I
0: put,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh,
0: dot com. Ah, sounds very good. Yes. All right. Well, um, as always, I want to thank everyone for listening. You can check out a full archive of our shows at thecubsfan.com. If you like what you hear, uh, please spread the word. You can also email me, joegagney at charter.net, or leave a comment at thecubsfan.com. Tan, any last words? I love all of you. That's great. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'll talk to you real soon.